Welcome to Walking Lab's podcast series on walking research creation. This series aims to distill Walking Lab publications and content into audio form. In this podcast, you'll learn about walking as counter-archiving and Afrofuturism. Walking Lab is co-directed by Stephanie Springay and Sarah E. Truman. You can find print publications at walkinglab.org. While not necessary, the podcasts are designed to be listened to while going for a walk. I'm Rebecca Conroy, artisan researcher, and I'll be your host today. Walking Lab organises international walking events, conducts research with diverse publics, including youth in schools, and collaborates with artists and scholars to realise site-specific walking research creation events. Walking Lab acknowledges the traditional and unceded territories on which our work takes place. Walking Lab is accountable to Dylan Robinson's insistence that land acknowledgements often operate from a politics of recognition and perpetuate settler colonial logics rather than disrupt them. As will be introduced through the podcast series, Walking Lab asks walkers to consider where they are coming from in relation to Indigenous peoples and territories where they live and work, and to consider why a land acknowledgement is important to them. In podcast number two, countermapping was introduced. Countermapping is an approach that works against dominant power structures. It questions the assumptions produced by conventional maps and recognises different knowledge systems. Countermapping remaps the landscape to account for exclusions and omissions, lived experiences, regionalisms and local knowledges. In this podcast, you will be introduced to another counterpractice, walking as counter-archiving. Counter-archives can unsettle linear understandings of time. This podcast focuses on another commissioned and curated walking lab project, Black Grange, by Camille Turner. Photo documentation of this project, as well as a self-guided audio tour of the walk, can be found on the Walking Lab website, walkinglab.org. In podcast number two, you were introduced to the ways that official maps can exclude and erase Indigenous and Black histories and serve in the production of imperialism and settler colonialism. Settler colonialism is an ongoing process of occupation that results in the forced removal and disappearance of Indigenous people from traditional territories. Like maps, official archives also displace Indigenous and Black histories. This podcast will focus on the problem with conventional archives and discuss walking as a counter-archiving practice. Archives are bound by historical structures of categorisation, identification and state-sanctioned logic and are solely representative of those with power and control. Only particular traces and records of the past are documented as archives conceal, reveal and reproduce the power of the state. As such, archives predominantly leave out or erase queer, trans, black, indigenous and people of colour. As Cheryl Thompson argues, the invisibility of black subjects in Canadian archives has as much to do with past collection practices as it does with present ones. We continue to idealise certain aspects of our collective identity while demonising others. Cyrus Ware similarly argues that conventional archives regulate what is allowed to be remembered. The archive, he claims, always begins with whiteness. 
even queer and trans archives, Ware contends, are marked with erasures of black and indigenous lives. Counter-archiving is more than a process of diversifying conventional archives. This means it is not simply about adding previously erased or hidden histories to an archive, but a method of interrogating the logics of archives. As Ware, 2017, notes, counter-archiving is a practice of interrupting the whiteness of archives. For Ware, this means disrupting the narrative that black subjects are new additions to existing archives and an insistence that black lives have always been present. Counter-archives become practices that are more relevant to lived experiences and histories. Normative conceptualizations of time are linear, chronological and tethered to capitalism and progress. Progressive time is equated with humanist notions of freedom, rationality, peace, equality and prosperity. This progressive time privileges particular versions of humanity where certain bodies and subjects are always rendered out of time. Elizabeth Freeman, 2010, names this normative value of time chrononormativity. Chrononormativity includes a teleological unfolding of events such as birth, marriage, death, and also the everyday regulations of watches, calendars, and schedules. Chrononormativity enables some bodies and events to be perceived as historically significant, while others are erased or forgotten. Accordingly, queer, trans, black, indigenous, and people of color have continuously been excluded from official timelines or archives. As Camille Turner states, black subjects are not only erased in official state narratives, when they do appear in archives, they appear not as humans, but as property. In the next section, the discussion will focus on how Camille Turner's Black Grange walking tour is a practice of counter-archiving. Black Grange by Camille Turner takes the form of a walking tour that starts with official archival fragments of black history in Toronto. Combining archival fragments with speculative fiction, performance, meditation, ritual gestures and song, Black Grange rethinks and reimagines the present by illuminating histories of the African diaspora in Toronto's Grange neighbourhood. The Grange is an area in downtown Toronto and in close proximity to Kensington Market and Chinatown, where the walks took place in podcast number two. Black Grange intervenes in the logics of official archives, archives that falsely describe Canada as a country committed to multiculturalism and benevolence. The dominant narrative of blackness presents Canada as a safe place that welcomes racialized others. The production of Canada as a white state is indebted to the erasure of blackness. Blending archival material, Afrofuturism and performance, Turner pieced together fragments that existed of black history in Toronto with speculative fiction, performance, meditation, ritual gestures and song. Afrofuturism and speculative fiction envision an alternative world or future where time, space, bodies and behaviours are defamiliarised, ruptured or expanded. Each stop on the Black Grange walking tour was a significant place for black history in Toronto, Canada, such as the First Baptist Church. This church was founded by travellers of the Underground Railroad, who were excluded from the city's white churches. 
Official archival accounts of Canada's history falsely describe Canada as a country committed to multiculturalism and benevolence, a place that welcomes black slaves escaping the United States. Black history exists in Canada's official archives through the history of the Underground Railroad. As Catherine McKittrick contends, this history falsely describes Canada as a country committed to multiculturalism that welcomes racialized others. This logic of benevolence and safety, McKittrick argues, masks an ongoing history of colonialism, Indigenous genocide and struggles, and Canada's role in transatlantic slavery. Moreover, the production of Canada as a white state is enacted through the erasure of blackness. For most of the stops on the Black Grange tour, the history of the people and place are not publicly visible. Only one place is marked with a very small plaque, and as such, much of this history remains erased. Black Grange not only remaps this erased and forgotten history onto the Canadian landscape, it questions the mechanisms that enable the ongoing erasure of that history. Catherine McKittrick states that while Canada's mythology has been shaped by the idea of fugitive American slaves finding freedom and refuge in Canada, black feminism and black resistance are unexpected and concealed. Black people arrived in Canada via multiple means, not just as a passage into freedom. And as Turner's walking tour makes explicitly clear, Canada also legalised the enslavement of black people. Turner reminds us that 11 of the 25 founding fathers of Toronto were slave owners. In fact, they were allowed to bring slaves here duty-free. In fact, the area where the walk takes place, called the Grange, was once the slave owner Peter Russell's farmland. Although it problematises the idea of Canada as benevolent, Black Grange also resists a reading of black history as exclusively violent or traumatic. For instance... Turner used ritual, such as song, water ablutions and the offering of fruit and flowers, as ways to move erased narratives from being locked into a victim narrative. Ware contends that when counter-archives begin with people of colour, they refuse inclusion and engender a different sense of time. Official archives function by removing things from circulation, preserving them, documenting them and interpreting them. In this way, the official archive shapes time into a straight line, beginning with the official account of history. Ware describes this account of history as a past that is not a past, in that it is neither finished nor objectively true. However, when starting with black lives, the counter-archive can problematise official accounts of the past, refusing inclusion into the archive and resisting a focus on damage-centred research. In this way, Black Grange is an example of Afrofuturism, which will be examined in the final section of this podcast. Afrofuturism is a cultural and aesthetic speculative worlding that reimagines generative and irresistible black futures. Afrofuturism, Audrey Hudson contends, creates black spaces, imaginations and futures while acknowledging the past. In Afrofuturism, the idea that the future will supersede the past is unsettled. Instead, the future is haunted by the past. If black futurity is incommensurable with archival time, then Afrofuturist temporalities become strategies for unsettling and refusing the linear time of the archive. 
Black Grange mobilises a fictional time traveller who travels back in time, but who simultaneously affirms a future where the archive is open and where black bodies are not silenced or property. Entangling fact and fictions in a future present, Turner's walk unsettles time and the way that linear archival notions of time serve the interests of power. The time traveller creates a speculative future context for the narrators, who then tell stories from the past, but importantly, the walk itself is situated in the present. The narrators have travelled back to our time to share their insight, and in doing so, they demonstrate a temporality that is interwoven and in flux. The stops along the way become a living geography of present-day Toronto, full of the still audible, if one listens properly, voices from history. Walking as counter-archiving enacts these understandings of futurity, where the future is not a romanticised ideal, but in a constant refiguration. Thank you for listening to Walking Lab's podcast series on walking research creation. Don't forget, you can find print publications and references for these podcasts on our website, walkinglab.org. Better yet, subscribe to the RSS feed so you can be notified whenever a new podcast drops. Walking Lab is funded by the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council of Canada.